Chief Executive Elon Musk has asked employees to return to the office or leave the company, according to an email sent to employees and seen by Reuters. His words, not Lance Days, everyone at Tesla is required to spend a minimum of 40 hours in the office per week, Musk wrote in an email sent last week. If you don't show up, we will assume you have resigned. Now, Elon Musk is is much smarter than me, right? Like he's he's the richest person in the world and and the guy literally pulled off the electric car. Remember on the episode of The Simpsons? I know The Simpsons been on for for 35 years since I was a little kid. But remember the episode of The Simpsons when when Homer was a mason, but they called it stonecutters. Very subtle. And they're doing they're doing their Masonic dance or whatever whatever they're doing dancing around a coat head or you know whatever they do I know it's a parody of real life. I don't want to get the Masons and the Illuminati and all that stuff on me. You know if you if you're listening I don't want no smoke. I'm just I'm just making a joke for the show. So don't at me. But remember they they got the they got the the robes on and they're singing the song. Uh, they're saying. Who controls the British crown? Who keeps the metric system down? We do. We do. Who holds back the electric car? Who makes Steve Gutenberg a star? We do. We do. Who robs K-Fish of their sight? Who rigs every Oscar night? We do. Remember that? I didn't know that I had the had the pipes too. Remember, I sang my way through college on a, on a scholarship. My voice isn't what it used to be, but that the electric car was literally a lie on the on the Simpsons. They're like saying that that the Illuminati and the Masons keep they keep the electric car down. Elon Musk actually busted through that. Like he made the Tesla three and the Tesla X. Like it's a it's a thing because of him. So he's obviously much smarter. Than me, but this this suggests that how can someone so smart do something that just doesn't make any sense? That's completely inexplicable. You know, the article goes on, quoting Elon Musk: "The more senior you are, the more visible must be your presence." That's why I lived in the factory so much, which he literally did live in the factory. Like I think he had he had like a bedroom. It's like Kanye West. I was talking about in the last segment when he recorded Donda like he basically rented out Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta and he was sleeping in this in this room in Mercedes-Benz Stadium and and he was just he was just living in the stadium but Elon Musk is known that he's just a person that worked 24 hours a day and would live in the factories 
And he says that he did that so he could see the people and work. They wanted, he wanted them to see him working alongside them. And he says, if I had not done that, Tesla would long ago have gone bankrupt. Major tech firms in Silicon Valley do not require workers to return to the office full time in the face of resistance from workers and a resurgence of coronavirus cases in California. Some alliteration. Tesla has moved its headquarters to Austin, Texas, but the engineering base at one of its factories is still in the San Francisco Bay Area. There are, of course, uh, companies that don't require this, but when was the last time they shipped a great new product? It's been a while. Elon Musk wrote an email. Tesla has and will create and actually manufacture the most exciting and meaningful products of any company on Earth. This will not happen by phoning it in. I don't like it, man. My personal beliefs, making people work 40 hours in most corporate environments doesn't make a lot of sense. Now, making cars is manufacturing, so that's different. And I don't, I'm not a manufacturing guy. I'm an administrative finance guy, a P&L guy. So I don't know. I don't know what it takes. I assume that you can't. You can't zoom in or call it a stamping plant. However, Elon Musk figured how to create an electric car, so he could probably figure out how to stamp a car from home, right? Because he's a brilliant genius. He's one of the smartest people in the world, in the history of the world. But I don't like the concept. I know that people have been revolting at Apple and Google, and, and they tried to have, they tried to bring people back into the office, and employees didn't like that. One of the things, and when I talk about business. I have a unique perspective because I have some executive experience and, and I know what it's like to go in front of a board and, and be scared bleepless. And I'm like, am I going to lose my job today? In my cushy corner office, am I going to lose my three car garage in my pool and my fire pit because I did something stupid or didn't hit a quarterly goal or, or got into an argument with a C-suite or something. But I've also been an analyst and I've worked at many companies and, and been an entrepreneur and one of the key things that I've seen to be successful, whatever company is, if you want to be successful, you got to get the smartest people in the world to come work for you. And there are different ways to do that. You can pay them top dollar. And I worked at companies in healthcare. They paid their employees top dollar. But it was a miserable experience working for them. And that's kind of the Amazon model. Amazon pays people top dollar. When I lived out in Seattle, I knew a lot of people that are in their early 20s, mid-20s, were making 130, 140, 150 grand a year. It was much more money than I was making. But they were working 80, 90 hours a week under terrible conditions, under high scrutiny, high pressure, high turnover, high stress, body breaking down, physically and mentally. But you knew what you were getting into. You were going to make top dollar your life was going to be miserable. Maybe you could sustain that for two years and then you would be on to the next. Amazon understands that. That's their business model. That's what they expect of you. They're going to pay you, but they're going to work you to death. I worked in a boiler room before I got into healthcare. I was, I was selling, I say all the time, I was selling, I was selling mortgages. I worked for AmeriQuest Mortgage. I know what it's like to work in a boiler room where it's all about revenue and it's all about sales and I've done the Glen Gary, Glen Ross stuff. I've done like the movie Boiler Room where you, where you memorize the, the sales quotes 
I've been there and done that. I've seen that. I've lived that. I succeeded in it, but I burned out. I was making 60, 70 K at 22 years old in Huntsville, Alabama, which was a lot of money back in 2001. Had a nice house, nice car. Was able to travel, able to do a whole bunch of things, but it wasn't sustainable. Working 90 hours a week was not sustainable for me. So to get elite talent, you can pay them top dollar and you can treat them bad. That'll, that'll get them in the door. It won't keep them. Or to get top talent, especially millennials, especially Gen Z, you can give people more leeway and structure in their life and more work-life balance. People talk about work-life balance all the time. It's like everybody's a guru on work-life balance. I see so many people talking about work-life balance have never supervised the staff or really don't understand the concepts or, or have had large verticals, all of that stuff. Everybody's an expert on work-life balance and everyone has their own experience. Me, someone who supervised large teams of people and being responsible for nine and 10 figure portfolios, to me, it's important to ensure that people have options. To me, smart people are lean and efficient. And being lean and efficient doesn't constitute sitting in an office for eight, nine, 10 hours a day and then sitting in traffic another hour or two a day, every day, five days a week, 52 weeks a year. You get a couple weeks of vacation. That's not efficient. And Elon Musk. His brand is built on efficiency. His brand is built on being smarter than everybody else. His brand is built on being cutting edge and understanding technology and understanding what is pragmatic. And it is mind-boggling that him or other executives are really trying to bring people back under the umbrella. And, and in my opinion, it's for control. If your employer wants you to work 50 hours a week in the office, they want to control you. Studies show that productivity did not change during the pandemic. Some companies' productivity actually went up during the pandemic. And I get it. Tesla, its manufacturing is a little bit different. But the concept from your corporate staff, from your administrative staff, that everybody's got to be chained to their desk, their office, their kiosk. That's antiquated, man. At the very most, it should be a four-day work week. I think people working 10 hours a day, four days a week. I don't, it doesn't make sense to, to have Fridays. People should have Fridays off. When I was at Blue Cross, my staff worked from home two days a week before the pandemic. Why would I want somebody from Tempe driving all the way out to Sun City? which is a 50-minute drive in Phoenix where it's 112 degrees half the year. Why would I want that? How is that productive? How does that make me a better boss? How does that make me more efficient? How does that make my employees happier or more productive? It doesn't make any sense at all to, to me. I mean, like I said, Elon Musk is, is a guru. He's a genius. He's brilliant. But companies really have to evaluate how they're going to attract talent. Cause even Elon Musk, even Tesla, the cream of the crop, the richest man in the world, that's how you become not the richest man in the world anymore. If you can't get the talent, if you can't get that brilliant person that went to Harvard or MIT or Northwestern or Stanford, if you can't get those people to come work for you because you have antiquated work laws, you're diluting your own talent pool and unnecessarily. 
And it doesn't matter how brilliant you are. You are nothing without great employees. Got a HealthCast episode coming up today. Going to do a, a replay of my series with Joy Chevalier, who, who is the CEO of the Cook's Nook. She's going to talk about the Cook's Nook and some of the great things they're doing with Medicare Advantage. More to Lance J Show after these messages. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. When I'm not doing the health cast, I consult for many startups and ACOs who are new to the healthcare business. Episource serves Medicare, commercial, and Medicaid plans with an experienced risk adjustment team that cares about results and building partnerships. With the largest health plans and healthcare organizations as clients, Episource aims to obtain the best medical chart retrieval rates, the highest coding accuracy, and the maximum level of project satisfaction. For information on Episource, go to www.episource.com and fill out one of their contact forms to request a demonstration. It's time to switch to T-Mobile. Right now, pay zero cost when you do. Keep your number and keep your phone. We'll even pay it off. Only at T-Mobile, the leader in 5G. 